Open your Bibles to the book of Ecclesiastes, a book by Solomon. Uh, he did Proverbs and others, but man, this is a rich book. We've been studying this summer in a series called Chase. If you ever want to go back and catch up online, you can do that. But today we're jumping over to chapter 11. So open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and we'll find God's word there for us. I love this. Living life to the brim. Living life to the full capacity. Living life to it overflows. Living life that it wells up in us and it adds life and it gives life to others. That's the assignment of Christ followers. Are you experiencing a full, outrageous, abundant life to the brim? Just hang with that question this morning. Some of you could go, absolutely. Some of you are going, are you kidding? I'm on the other end. I got a question, another question. When was the last time you did something bold in your life? I mean, just audacious, off the chart. You believe God. You, you grabbed life by the tail. You went for it. You took a risk. You took the opportunity. And you said, I'm going to pursue that because I feel like God's put that in my heart. I'm being bold. I'm going for it. You, you colored outside the lines. I, I was one of the things I love about our church. I always tell people we're not a ship. We're a jet ski. We can change really rapidly, really quickly. Matter of fact, it's one of the values of our church, change. 18 years ago when we started this wonderful work called Christ Community, we wanted change to be a part. People changing us. But Christ changing us with this very presence, there'd be changed lives. And this morning, I'm just asking you, have you done something bold lately? Have you considered something bold? Have you just kind of gone back? I, there's this song, uh, sign on the Alaskan Highway. I've heard about it for years. Choose your rut carefully. You'll be in it for the next 200 miles. Some of you are just living life like that. You're in a rut. You're kind of comfortable in the rut. Nobody rocks your boat in a rut because you don't rock much in a rut. You're just in a rut, and that's your existence. And I'm saying that like that's good. That is not good. Matter of fact, it's horrible. Because Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to the abundance. And people are like, well, I just want to live there. You know, my friends are there. You know what? If some of us get older, and I won't comment on who's getting older, we tend to play it safe. When we're young, we will risk more things than when we're older if we're not careful. In my life, I've been known to take some pretty outrageous, crazy, calculated, faith-driven risk in my life. As I get older, I've been known, and you've been known possibly to settle in a little more. As God's been speaking to me, Ecclesiastes, it's like, let's take some risk for him. Let's go for all that God's got. It's a fresh gift. It's like when, when a kid rolls out of the bed in the morning, Sometimes, a lot of the times, matter of fact, when our granddaughter does, it's full of enthusiasm. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mom. Hi, world. I'm ready to greet you. When you and I roll out of the bed, what is your experience? Here, watch the video with me. We went around this week. Oh, no, that wouldn't have been great. We would do that in youth ministry. That would be a little embarrassing to go over to your house with some of you and like, ah, oh, here's, here's so-and-so, man. Look at her. Uh, she needs to put her makeup on. Okay, anyway, I know you'd go, hey, and you need to... Brush your teeth, and you need to do something with your hair. You see, when you don't have much hair, it looks about the same when you go to bed when you get up. Okay. Solomon's telling us something. 
I want you to write this down. Don't play it safe. Just don't play it safe. Be willing to take some risk. I want you to write inside the message truth box. Don't play it safe, but take risk. This morning when you walk out of here, say, man, what did he talk about today? Not playing it safe. Taking a risk in faith in God. I'm not talking about just take dumb risk and just go do dumb things. I mean, the world's full of that. I'm not about taking faith-led, faith-driven, faith-infused, faith-in-power risk. It's time to take them, to live boldly, to enjoy life. Because, you know, death is certain. And life is a gift from God. And when I got up this morning, just like you, it was another gift from my Father. What am I going to do with today? Am I going to live it to the brim? Or am I just going to exist and suck the air out of the room and just kind of draw on my usual experience or go for more? I ask you another question. How many of you are truly awake? I'm not talking about you're sleeping right now. How many of you are awake spiritually? You're spiritually intense. You're spiritually lit. You're spiritually on fire. You're spiritually tuned in. You're aligned. You want God's purposes for your life. You're awake. Oh, wake up, oh sleeper, the scripture says. But I hate to say some people have gone to sleep, and it's time for the church of Jesus to wake up. In Ecclesiastes, in chapter 11, I'm going to give you a summarization in four words. It's pretty good for a preacher that's verbose. Ready? Write it down. Be bold and joyful. Be bold and joyful. Have the joy of the Lord, as Nehemiah said, but be bold in your faith direction, in your faith steps. God, I want to be bold for you. I don't want to be a coward, Lord. I want to stand tall for the purpose and the cause of Jesus. When we're bold, we move out. I'll tell you a quick story that's sitting in my notes, and this could get me in trouble, but it just makes me think about boldness. Jeff and I were headed to South Carolina the other day, and we went to a restaurant. I love the name of it, Pompous Pig. Doesn't that just sound like a place that should be in heaven? It really wasn't that good, was it, Jeff? I mean, it just wasn't. It, the, the title was better than the food, but it was okay. But I had the neatest experience. I went up to the cash register, and we made our order, got ready to pay. And the cashier, I just asked her something. And the next thing I knew, she told me this. And I said, God, make Christ's community like that. Set us on fire. She goes, hey, I'm getting baptized Sunday. I'm in South Carolina. I'm like, what? And she told me about Jesus and being baptized Sunday. She was so excited. I was like, Jeff, the conference hadn't started. I'm ready to go home. That was incredible. And I pray, don't y'all want to be a church that we see people come to Christ? Because you're inviting people to our church to trust Christ, and they're going to be baptized the next Sunday. How about that, church? That was awesome, man. I loved it. Wasn't a Christian restaurant. Wasn't Chick-fil-A. Matter of fact, nobody's even ever told me at Chick-fil-A I'm getting baptized on Sunday. This girl just told me. I went, man, you want a job? You're awesome. Okay, here you go. Just remember this thought. Don't play it safe. Take risk. God, help us to take risk. Here we go. Well, pastor, I'm not going to get married because I'm scared that it might change my life and there might be struggles between me and my mate. And everybody in here married said, amen and amen. It will. Some of you said, I don't want to have children because they might ruin my sleep pattern. Ruin it, crud. You ain't going to have one. They might spend my money. You ain't going to have none of that either. But you're going to have joy 
And you, amen, have life to, we had a beautiful family come in this morning, brand new, man, you had beautiful kids, man, I was going, yes, God, thank you for these people. Here we go, I can't start a business, it might fold. You know, I had that thought one time, I started a church. I had a good paying job at a great church, and I had a God vision in my heart to take a bold step of faith, and the thought occurred to me, I even had friends one day, they'd come over to the house and go, this is how spiritual some of them were, you're an idiot. Oh, that'll encourage your faith. You're not going to make it. I'm like, well, glory to God. Get out of my garage. I don't even want to talk to you. Or here you go. I bet some of, we have a lot of military in our church. A lot of them are on the road today. I'm not going to join the military because I might get deployed. It's almost certain you will. It's just, somebody's like, man, that's too close for comfort. Okay. You know what I think from Ecclesiastes after reading it week after week? God didn't want me and you to play it safe. He wants us to go for it. And I've just been thinking about these four things that we're trying to live out and wear and do and participate. If we do these four things well and we don't play it safe, I just think God's going to transform our landscape over the next six months and we're not going to recognize our church. That's my prayer. So Ecclesiastes, let's look here, chapter 1 or chapter 11, verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters and after many days you will find it again. Just cast it. Here you go, right in the second blank here. Send your grain out in ships, says one translation. Send your grain out. Don't keep it in harbor. You, you, you keep your grain in there. What were ships intended to do? Ships were created to sail the great seas and the oceans. They weren't created to sit in the harbor. As a Christ follower, we weren't created just to sit in church and sing great songs. As great as that is, and as much as we need to not forsake the assembling of the brothers, as Hebrews tells us, we need to spread with the fire of the gospel. Just like that little girl, and we go, I'm getting baptized Sunday. I thought she was going to invite me. And I tell you what, had she invited me, I might have had to miss today because I'm just telling you, that is just not my common experience. But I wish it could be. I wish that would be the nature of our church, that people would just say, hey, many people are coming to Christ. I'm getting baptized this week. Would you come? But he says, instead of putting your grain in a boat, send it off. You could keep it. You could keep that grain. And you could make bread for yourself, but you couldn't eat it all. Or you could send that grain out. And you could send it ahead. And you could take risks. And you could go out there, and there could be pirates that could take your ship and and you the ship could sink and there's all kind of things could happen but you might get to the next destination and you might have a great voyage and you might have a great adventure and i don't know about you but uh stephen curtis chapman used to sing a great song saddle up your horses i love that for the great adventure i decide to saddle up how about you church you're saying well i don't know pastor i don't know about this safe stuff you know i just want to be safe i just want to die safe that's pathetic. Can I just tell you, in the Greek, that means sick, okay? It doesn't. I just made it up, but it sounded like it ought to. God, grab my attention. Grab this church's attention. Divide our portions. God, help us to add to you. You see, here's the thing. Things could plummet. Things could fall. Hey, the stock market has been known to go down. Have you ever noticed that? Social Security could run out. I think about that a lot more as I age, believe me. Medicare might not cover, and some people say, hey, it's not covering. This and that might not but God, I want to trust you. The Bible says some trust in horses and chariots, but I trust in the name of the Lord my God. Somebody that right on, the, on your notes. I trust God. I don't trust my company. I don't trust my employer. I don't trust in whatever. I trust the Lord of heaven. He's my provider. Amen. God, I just thank you for that. Because, Lord, we don't know. We don't know. You're saying, well, I got a lot of money in the bank. Well, hang on to that. See how that works for you. You, you could lose it. 
And he just goes on through here. He's talking about casting our bread on the waters. And, and look here. Give portions to seven, yes to eight. For you do not know what disaster may come after the land. So he's talking about step it up, amp it up, multiply, don't play it safe, take rest. The third blank is seize the opportunity. Seize your opportunities that God gives you. And God gives different ones of us different opportunities. As a matter of fact, let's look here in the scripture. If clouds are full of water, as they were yesterday at Jordan here, they pour rain upon the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there will lie. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb. So you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Now, we don't know. And some people are sitting around like, I'm just going to watch the weather over and over, and I'm never going to do anything. I'm going to just watch the stock market, and I'm never going to invest in the kingdom of God, and I'm just going to watch this. I talked to a guy the other day, and he said his brother is a very wealthy person. He lives in another state, and he says every Saturday he goes to his safety deposit box to check it. He's afraid somebody might have got something out of it. I'm thinking, man, this guy is loaded. And he goes to the bank every Saturday with a cup of coffee to check his safety deposit box. Do you think he's living life to the brim? I think he needs freedom. I think he needs medicine. I think he needs Jesus. I think he needs something. I don't know. But some people just plan their, their lives around the weather forecast or around this or around that. Carpe diem, seize the day. God, make me, make us, this church, of people that seize the opportunity at hand. While there is light, I will work because the night comes. And it'll come. So we need to distinguish them. We need to say, God, here's another way to look at it. Don't waste your time, but get into God's activity and do it God's way. It's easy to waste time. It's easy. The scripture says, don't be idle. Uh, anywhere you see idleness, you usually see a lot of sin issues because people just uh, suspect and su submit to that. I, I like what the, you know, the, the Proverbs criticizes to not be overly cautious, to be uh, calculating, to be smart. That's not, and it's about prudence. I'm all about that. But it says don't be so cautious that you analyze that you're in paralysis. Some of you today, you can write this down, you're in paralysis analysis. <laughs> You analyze everything over and over and over. Let's do it again. Is that adding life to you to the brim? No. Matter of fact, sucking the life out of you. And when things don't go as you calculated, then you're really frustrated. And if, you're, if you want to be honest, like, let's be honest. We're in church. Get mad at him. Because he didn't do what you asked him to do. But he's sovereign. He rules over the affairs of men. So there's no better time than right now to step out and say, God, I don't want to procrastinate. I want to be diligent. I want to be fervent. I want to be participating. Lord, I want to participate in the work of Christ. Um, God, uh, just hear this. If God has put something in your heart to do, do it. If God has put it in your heart to do that, do that quickly. I mean, you're seeking the Lord. You're reading His Scripture. You're seeking godly counsel. There's great principles. We could do whole messages on that, and we have. But don't always wait for the right time. If you wait, all right, let me, here. How many of you waited for the right time to have a baby? If you wait till you get enough money or everything gets right, you ain't never going to have kids. 
If you wait to start your business when you get so much money and everything intact, you're probably not going to start. If I'd waited for everything to be just right and the stars and the constellations and everything to happen for this church, I'd have never stepped out. When I talk to people about starting law practices and accounting and physical therapists and they start businesses, they'll come to me. They go, we know that you know something about starting something because you got as much craziness as I do. And I have a burden in my heart. We begin to talk. And at a point, then you have to go, if God is leading me to do this, let me be courageous in Jesus' name. Today, I'm calling somebody out by the Spirit of Christ through me. God is calling people in this room to do more than they're doing. Some of you believe that. Some of you are like, well, I'm just going to stay where I'm at, you know. Some of you are waiting for your husband or your wife to change. You change. Let Christ form you. You pour life into your spouse. You pour life into them through the presence of Christ. Don't wait for ideal conditions. What another question I wrote in here, what excuses are you making? You you know what I really think is right? I could be talking about your commitment to Jesus this morning. Today is the acceptable day of salvation. Today could be the day that you are called to be born again by the Spirit of Christ. Today is a great day to make Jesus Christ Lord. Today is a great day to return to the Lord. Amen? Well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next month. I'll do it next year. Uh, Buddy, uh, hey, that don't work. I'm going to do it in the future. I don't know if tomorrow's going to ever come. I have now. And God, if you've called me to do it, so just right down there, now. Sometimes God gives us a now word. Now is God's time. But now I I, want to watch the news and see if the weather report's just right. And this is just, no, 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 no. I mean, man, we need to step out. Lord, I trust you. I know, look here in verse 5. He says, as you do not know the path of the wind or how the bodies form, you cannot understand the work of God, the, ma- the maker of all things. How many of you have ever been there? You just don't know. He trumps all in you, but he is Lord and he is good and he will lead you to the desired place that he wants you to be. How many believe that? Yeah. I'm just calling us to be a people of faith. I want to rise up. I want to be more. I want our church to be so much more. I want this place flooded with the presence of Jesus, and therefore it floods it with people, and their lives are transformed to the glory of God. Folks, that's what I'm going for. I believe that we can do that together. But some of you are like the scientist I read about named Fred Hoyle. He says, it's clear that the creation of the human body couldn't have happened by itself. This would be akin to a tornado in a junkyard taking all the pieces of metal line and turning them into a Boeing 747. That's ludicrous. But there is a God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, and he takes the pieces of our life and he weaves them into the fabric, into the tapestry of his glory. And he does something that's awesome. So, Lord, move us. Lord, I want to make wise decisions. I want to make decisions based on your word, on your counsel. Some of you are like, well, I want some insider tips from God, and then we'll see if we can make a deal. God doesn't give inside tips. He gives us his word. And you will never manipulate the Father, but he will speak to you. The sheep know his voice, and they listen to it, and they follow it. I've done extensive study on Psalms 23, preached Psalm 23, heard of Psalm 23 again this week, and all I know is sheep are extremely dumb, ignorant, 
animals. And Jesus says, we are his sheep. And you just said, you just said, we're ignorant, dumb. I did, and I meant it. And we need direction from the Holy One of Israel that he would guide and lead us to safe pastures and to the green waters. And to the still waters. Green waters, that'd be nasty. To the still waters. Hey, can we edit that out real quick? Still waters. You know, it was coming out and I wanted to stop it and it got there and, and, and green waters just sounded nasty. They're still waters with Jesus. Hallelujah. They're green ones you need to run. That's probably the devil showed up. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I, I just kind of messed myself up right then. I was right on track. All right, here we go. So he leads us. And then right now in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, he just talks to us about not being idle. Are you idle? Are you missing out on the things of God? Are you playing it safe? Are you taking risks? I, I don't know where you are. Look at the fourth thing. Diversify your portfolio. So maybe you're like, how do you spell portfolio? <laughs> what is a portfolio? And some of you are like, Hey, now, come on. I like it. Pastor's going to give a stock tip. Well, I'm going to give you a kingdom tip. But Scripture, I've taught this for years because I learned it from Scripture and I learned it from Larry Burkett. Diversify your investments. Don't, here it is. Let me, let me give it to you. Some of you are going to understand. This is the low shelf. Everybody can get the cookie off this one. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Okay? You got it? Diversify. Put them in different places. That's what he says. like, you know, send out many ships. Don't just send out one ship. The one ship sinks, you lose everything. But there's multiple things. You, you diversify your, uh, your investments. Hey, you don't just plant one crop. You plant multiple crops. It's not just in one field. That field might burn up. It might be, you know, what, I don't know what's going to happen to it. But you diversify. It's just a kingdom principle. We diversify for the glory of God. I, I love our worship team. It's a lot of diversity. And there's lots of people that move in and out. And it's not just based on one personality. Therefore, we have strength. And somebody goes down, somebody gets sick, somebody moves, somebody comes. You, you know one of the greatest challenges we have at Christ Community right now? This is a glory to God. Let me just tell you, y'all have no idea. Right now, God is sending so many musicians to meet with Jeff because they love the excellence in which they do stuff, and they love the spirit of this team. They want to be a part, and they're just trading around and shifting and all this, and there's a diversity of gifts. How many of you want to give some praise to Jesus for what he's doing? Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you don't lead a church because, you see, if you're leading a church, you're like, uh, let me just say this. We've had churches of thousands that will call Jeff and go, hey, can you send us a musician for the day? So I don't take any of this for granted. It could drop tomorrow. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, thank you for what you're doing. We cast our bread on the surface of the waters. Lord, what return to me soggy and moldy. I don't know how it's going to return, but Lord, I trust you. I cast out. I send my uh, grain out on the sea. I go forward, Lord. I trust you. I take a calculated risk. I diversify. Look, look at this quote right here. I love this, the Duke. Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. Don't you like that? Now, it's not scripture. Don't, don't write down. What, what verse is that? John Wayne, okay? John Wayne 1 2. I don't know. It's not in the scripture. But courage is you are scared to. Guys, I have been so, I've been scared spitless, and that's hard to get me spitless, okay? I've been scared, I've been concerned. But I saddle up in faith in Jesus. Jesus is my living hope. Jesus is my confidence. He better be your confidence. And then I say, Lord, with you, I will do this in your name. Some of you are like, I want to saddle up. Some of you are like, 
I'm just going to sit around here in the corral, man. I ain't never going to ride a horse. I don't like horses. I'm not talking about riding a horse. I'm talking about moving after it. So how will you step out in faith today? I don't know. But it's the next step. And you'll take a risk. And you'll take a step because you'll hear his voice and you'll obey him. I met with a man in our church the other day. And God's calling him to lead men's ministry in our church. And, and we're talking through what that could look like. I've been praying for it for two years. And I was like, saddle up. <laughs> he, he says, I'm kind of scared. I'm like, I didn't have this quote yet. I, I wish I had. That would have been cool. I said, well, here's what John Wayne said. But, you know, the bottom line is, here's what Jesus says. Take a step. Live life to the fullness. Live wisely. In this section of Scripture, work hard from sunup to sundown. Work hard. Go after in the strength of Christ. We don't know what's going to bring fruition. He's in charge. But he always directs you and me to be joyful in him. God, fill this church with the joy of Jesus. That we experience more of Christ and less of us. John 10, 10, listen to it from the Amplified. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have enjoyed life and have it in abundance till, to the full till it overflows. You're saying, what are you talking about today, Pastor? Living life boldly to the fullness, to the overflow, to the brim in Christ. Or settling, settling for mediocrity, sitting back, doing nothing, accomplishing nothing with the gifts that God has placed within you, and then apologizing to the Father when you get to heaven because you were a poor steward of what Christ gave you. God, I want us to be abundant life believers today. So here it is. Be with me. Live realistically in verse 7 and 8. Live. There's days of sunshine. There's days of darkness. It's just the way God's created it. It's going to be that way. We need to pursue him. We need to practice the presence of God. Brother Lawrence wrote a great book years ago called Practicing the Presence of God. I'll give it to you without having to read the book. Here, here's the summation of the book. Practice the presence of Christ in everything you do, including washing dishes. And he was in a monastery, and he washed dishes to the glory of God. So if you direct cars, direct them to the glory of God. If you play lead guitar, play it to the glory of God. If you change diapers, as we saw last weekend, change them to the glory of God and do it quickly. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Is that a good word, church? How many years am I going to live, Pastor? I don't know. I'm not him. I'm not God. He's already ordained how many I have and how many you have. Sometimes I get these thoughts in my mind like, I wonder if I'm at the end of my life. I wonder if I'll have massive heart attack like my dad. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, and I go, nope, 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 can't do that. I will worship my creator and rejoice in him all the days of my life. And if he gives me 35, 40 more years, hallelujah. If he gives me five more minutes, I want to go out living life to the brim in Jesus' name. How about you, church? You know, you're saying, well, pastor, I know how many years I got. You do not. You just fooled yourself. You're dumb than I thought. You know, that is not right. Somebody say, old age is bad. Well, yeah, no. The Bible says, Rejoice in the days of your youth. What I would give to be 18, 25, 30 again. Oh, glory. Man, my body didn't hurt. It didn't ache. I could bend. I could do lots of different things that I don't do now. But wisdom comes with age too. 
But whatever you find yourself, young or old, rejoice. You will be held accountably, accountable for it. Live responsibly. I do love this about youth. Many times they have boundless energy. How many miss the energy of youthfulness? Some of you are like, you seen my teenager? He's like, ah. I know, I know. They're made to sleep longer. I, did, I know, I know. They're like deadheads, okay? But once they get up, man, they got it. Y'all got it, students, man. I mean, there's life in Jesus, and it's awesome, and there's, you're just full of stuff. You know, you don't want to go to bed at night. I understand you don't want to get up in the morning either, okay? But he's in this place. How many believe God's in this place? I do. And he fills it with his presence and with his people. You know, I, I don't know. Like, uh, but then he says, you're going to be held accountable for what you do. You, you remember this? You acted up. You acted a fool. <laughs> I did this. I have the T-shirt. And then your mom says this. Your dad will be home soon. Restraint cometh. She walked back in the house. Dad, come home. I got a fool beat out of me. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was a great lesson. I was held accountable for that which I said to my mother. I'm held accountable for the idle words that come out of my mouth and yours. I'm held accountable for what I do. 2 Corinthians says we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Lord, I want to rejoice in the days of my youth and my old age, but I want to be accountable. And then he would say here, live realistically, live responsibly, and then I would say to you, live reverently. Live with reverence, a reverence for God. Live with a holy reverence for Him. And some of the ways we do that, we have a clear mind. Uh, we resolve not to sin. We choose not to be angry and stay in our anger. We choose to have that mind, to be transformed, to have our mind renewed by Jesus, to be renewed by the Scriptures, to move away from the flesh. And then point B is, and it, it's, it got typed in here wrong, sorry, have a clean body. Lord, I will practice things in my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body is the temple of the Lord. Lord, I will choose not to let alcohol ruin my body. I won't let sm uh, smoke ruin my body. I won't let drugs ruin my body. But I will choose to live responsibly, to have a clear mind, to have a clean body. And then look at the next one. And to have a committed spirit. Lord, I want to be committed in spirit to you. I commit my ways to you, Father, because you've committed your life to me. And I will make choices while I'm young, but I will make them when I'm old. That Jesus, I want to do what Chris sang about. I want to make you the center. And you being the center, then my spirit is submitted. My spirit is committed to you. But Lord, I want a committed spirit to you. In the dawning years of my life, I want you to be the center. I'll close with this. Chris, if you would, come. Chuck Swindoll great pastor teacher writer insight for living he's been around for decades read some of his books he said start activating your life today and never quit refuse to let your life collect dust remember that rut on the alaskan highway and reject anything similar start today if you don't start today chances are good you never will don't wait for the weather to change don't wait for the kids to grow up don't wait for your husband to come back or your wife to return don't wait until you have spare time or more money or stronger health or a better job or a bigger house don't wait for fair conditions to be perfect be bullish about this starting today never quit church if you want to live life abundantly in Jesus, 
don't quit. Endure to the end and you will be saved. Embrace Christ. This morning we have heard from God and from his word. And I just want you to bow your heads with me. Father, I'm grateful for this experience called Sunday mornings, celebration, worship. For the word that's been spoken, for the songs that have been declared and sang, for the prayers that have been prayed, for the fellowship of connection that has happened, and for the presence of the Holy Spirit, we give you thanks. But Father, today, could this be the day, now be the time that somebody says, today is my day to be saved. Now is my time to be clean. Now is my time to commit my life to Jesus Christ today, now. If somebody is willing to do that, then I ask you to call upon the name of Jesus. The Bible says repent of your sin. It means turn from sin and turn to Christ. Look to Jesus, not to church, not to man. Look to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, be born in me. Come in and invade my heart this Sunday morning. Cleanse me by your blood. Wash me. Be my Savior and Lord. Be my sinner. Capture my heart. May I follow you. May I rise up this morning and follow you, Jesus.